Welcome to Joy. I'm your host, Danette Crawford, and in every episode, I'm going to empower you to live a life of victory as I encourage you through real life discussions and powerful biblical teaching. No matter what storm you're facing today, remember, God has the power to turn it around. So let's jump into today's teaching. I'm so excited about the word that I'm going to be preaching tonight. For those of you tuning in and those of you here in the sanctuary, I have a word that's been burning on my heart entitled Victory Over Discouragement. I want you to say victory. I want you to say I have victory over discouragement. God wants you to know tonight that you have the victory over every scheme of the enemy to distract, to discourage, to detour, and attempt to defeat you. But I'm going to break it down tonight, and I'm going to bring it right where you're, la- where you're at and where you're living. The Word of God says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's scheme. First off tonight, I want to teach you about being wise of the enemy's scheme and about taking your stand. See, if you don't realize that you're in a battle, you're not going to know that you need to stand. But when you understand the warfare that you're in the midst of, you need to know that you need to put on your full armor. Say full armor. Not part of your armor, but your full armor so that when the day of evil comes, you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. See, the enemy does try to come and scheme. He tries to steal, what? Kill and destroy. He tries to come in and steal, kill and destroy and devise schemes to attack us. Maybe tonight you're in the midst of a demonic attack and you haven't even labeled that. You think that it's your neighbor or you think that it's your boss or you think it's somebody in your family. No, what's happened is hell has tried to launch a demonic attack directly against you. Say, but I'm going to stand. I'm going to stand against it, and I'm not going to fall for the schemes of the enemy. See, a spiritual attack is a series of events coordinated by the demonic realm to oppress you, to abort the promises of God, to shipwreck your faith, and to stall out your destiny. That's the whole thing. What he wants to do, you know what God said to me a number of years ago? He said, the attack that's coming against you, it's not just about you. It's about the land that you are called to take for the kingdom. It's bigger than you. Because, see, inside of you is a destiny. Inside of you is land that God wants you to take for the kingdom. There's gifts and there's callings and there's anointing. And God wants to use you to take land that nobody else can take. So that which you're facing, the enemy has schemed an attack against you. What happens is we need to strategize. You know, the devil doesn't have power like God has power. He's not a creator. God is a creator. The devil is just an imitator. He just imitates what God has created. Some of you, you're waiting for God's best, and you got tired of waiting for God's best. So you're about to fall for the intimidating one, the, in, the imitation one, right? And so God wants you to stand and realize the schemes of the enemy and make yourself come above it. Spiritual attacks come to knock each believer out of their assigned place. Because at your assigned place, that's where you're going to be fruitful, right? 
A demonic attack comes, a spiritual attack is never random. The enemy strategizes it. You know what he does? He tries to hit you where it hurts the most. He tries to knock you out and knock you down emotionally. Oh, attacking your children, attacking your marriage, attacking your family. He tries to hit you where it hurts the most. But I got good news. 1 John 4, 4 says the one who is in you is what? Greater than the one who is in the world. We need to learn to discern, and we need to discern when there's something operating in the spirit realm to come against us. Many believers live unaware of the demonic attacks that Satan is strategizing and scheming against them. A devil exposed is a devil defeated. But if you don't realize what the enemy is trying to do, you can fall prey to his schemes. Amen? Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. It says, in order that Satan might not outwit us, for we are not unaware of his schemes. We've got to be aware of his schemes and not let him outwit us. You know what I love? I love that the Holy Spirit will teach us all things. Did you know that the Holy Spirit is the teacher? The Bible says that the Holy Spirit is the teacher, and he will teach you all things. He'll lead you and guide you into all truth. So we have the answer. We just need to be wise to the enemy's schemes. Amen? Amen. And stay wise. Stay wise to them. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. It says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. That's where our battle's at. It's in the spirit realm. And if your battle is in the spirit realm, you need to combat it in the spirit realm. You need to see, and you need to know, and you need to discern. Tonight we're talking about victory over discouragement. Discouragement is a top ploy of the enemy to get you out of your God-given destiny. Say, I have victory, I have victory. over discouragement. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but God has come that we might have life and have life more abundantly. What I love is we have angelic forces to assist us. So though the enemy is trying to scheme, and though the enemy tries to devise a plot that is tailor-made for you to hit you where it hurts the most, honey, we can assign angels with our words in the name of Jesus. You know, Satan was the worship leader, and when he fell, he took one-third of the angels. So he is way, way, way outnumbered. Those angels became demonic forces that work on behalf of the enemy. But two-thirds of the angels and all the power of the Father and the Holy Ghost are on our side. And some of you, you've got to learn to commission your angels. Some of you, your angels are on retirement. You gotta be refired so your angels will come out of retirement. Some of you, your angels are so confused. You declare it. You come to a service like this, and you're all excited, and you're declaring, my God's going to do it, and God's going to heal me, and God's going to deliver me, and he's going to take care of this. And you wake up the next morning, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I've got it so rough. The dog's sick. The goldfish died. 
can't pay my bills. Your angels are confused. You're commissioning your angels with your words. The Bible says that God's word, the angels listen to the word of God. It says in Psalms 103 verse 20, praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. See, you can commission angels with your mouth. You commission angels to go and do it, and then you start saying other stuff, and your angels are going back and forth. They're confused. They're more confused than you are. You send them out, and you wind them back in. I don't know if we're going to make it. No, you got to declare the word, and you got to speak the word. Honey, you don't need the CIA working for you. You got the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, and a whole army of angels. Commission those angels in the name of Jesus. You know, we have a program that's called the Cars for Moms program. We have guidelines to go by as people are going through and the car, the cars program. And one time we had a stolen car. We had somebody that stole one of our cars. Call it what it was. It was a stolen car. Let me tell you, you don't need the police department all the time because sometimes they can't find it. Nobody could find this car. But guess what? The Holy Ghost found the car. We're like, Father, in Jesus' name, we need to know where this car is. One of the girls on my staff, she goes, she went to this place. She'd never gone there, but she don't go there. The stolen car is sitting in the parking lot. She's sitting right there waiting. <laughs> Honey, you can commission angels on your behalf. You can commission angels to bring in your provision. You can commission angels to go forth and open the doors. You know what the word says in 1 Corinthians? It says that the door is already wide open, but there is many that oppose me. Some of you, you've been praying for open doors. The door is already open. It's already open. You're just fighting against the opposition. Have you been feeling overwhelmed and discouraged? Have you felt like quitting and giving up? You can have victory over discouragement today. Don't allow your circumstances to keep you down. God has a total turnaround just for you. You can have victory over discouragement and walk in the abundant life that God has planned for you. For a ministry gift of $35 or more, you can receive Danette's complete teaching series, Victory Over Discouragement, and her new book, The Standard Setters. With this special offer, you will learn keys to become victorious over discouragement and depression. Order today by calling the ministry office at 757-420-2625. That's 757-420-2625. Or order online from our e-store at DanetteCrawford.com. You can also write us at Danette Crawford Ministry. Industries, P.O. Box 65036, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23467. Get encouraged by ordering today. Recently, I had a situation, and I'm telling you, this has only happened to me twice, so this doesn't happen to me every weekend, folks, but this was as real as real could be, and I want to share it with you tonight. It was about a couple weeks ago, I woke up at midnight. And when I woke up at midnight, you know, I like to go to bed early and I get up early. I wear contacts, that's why sometimes I blink, you know, but I wear contacts and I take my contacts out at night and I clean them in the little solution. And any of you that wear contacts, you know that your contacts have to be in that little cleaning solution for six hours. And if you put them in before six hours, they burns really bad. So here I am, I just have a, pair, a spare 
pair of glasses just in the middle of the night. That's the only time I wear them because I wore contacts for so long. My depth perception, if you know what I'm saying, my glasses, I bump into walls. At midnight, God woke me up and God began to tell me to pray. I just started praying. When God wakes you up, you better pray. And I began to pray and I was walking back and forth in my house because my house is my prayer closet, my whole house. Now that my daughter's at college, my whole house 24-7 is my prayer closet. So I'm going back and forth and I'm praying and about 12.30 at night, God told me that he wanted me to go somewhere because there was somebody in need. Now here I am with my pajamas and my little bedroom slippers and my glasses and my little contacts are still in the little cleaning stuff. So I said, like, now? God, do you want me to go now? He said, you need to go now. I said, but I have my glasses on. I want you to go now. I get in my car, leave my little doggy home. I get in with my pajamas. They're decent pajamas. I got my little jacket on, got my, my, my slippers on, my bed. I didn't even put sandals on. I don't know what I was thinking. I have my bedroom slippers on and I have my glasses. And God gave me one word. That's all I had. He said, there is somebody in need, and he gave me one word. I said, I never heard that before. And I Googled it. And it was the name of an apartment building complex. And it was the name of a road that was, or a drive or road that was in that apartment complex. And God said, that's where I want you to go. I said, like now? It was a 30-minute drive from my house, maybe 35 minute drive from my house. I put it in my GPS and I'm driving down the road. Now it's one in the morning and I'm driving down the road. I said, God, thank you that your angels are on me. I'm like, have I lost my mind? Have you ever done something in your, you're like, God, have I lost my mind? Now I was like, God, uh, this is crazy. It's one in the morning and I'm driving to a place. And as the GPS was taking me there, it wasn't the good part of the neighborhood. So it's one in the morning, and here's this little white girl in this big white SUV with her glasses on that can't see much, and I'm like, God, I stick out. I stop at the stoplight, and it's in the hood. And I'm like, Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm pleading the blood. I'm calling angels around me. And I was praying, Lord, let the angels of the Lord be around me. I go up. I come up. And the, you know how the GPS is? You have arrived at your location. I was looking around, okay, I've arrived at my location. Here I am. It's in the middle of the night, it's one in the morning, it's an apartment complex, there's a zillion cars and everybody's inside and all the lights are off. I said, I must have missed it. And I put my car in reverse because see, you know what? God wants your obedience no matter what. And I put my car in reverse, and I said, God, I must have missed it, but I wanted to obey your voice. And I looked over, and God says, that's the person right there. I got out of the car with my pajamas on and my bedroom slippers and my glasses, and I said, the Lord has sent me here to give you a word of the Lord. And I began to deliver the word of of the Lord. I said, I don't know where I'm at. I don't even know how I got here. I just followed my GPS, but God has a word for you. And this is the word of the Lord. I delivered my word and I got my bad little self back in my car and drove home. 
And I'm telling you, it was a word of the Lord. God said there's somebody and their life depends upon it. We've got to be willing to listen as the angels of the Lord lead us. And as the angels of the Lord guide us, and we've got to get past that, we can't allow distractions to keep us from hearing the voice of God. The enemy wants to distract us so we can be discouraged. And if he can discourage us, he can get us on a detour. And if he gets us on a detour, he can defeat us. And this was somebody that was on a detour, and the enemy was trying to kill him. I said, the Lord has sent me here. Father, I hope nobody was taking pictures that night. Don't have non-working, unproductive, uncommissioned angels. You sentence your life to live what you say. In Acts chapter 12, it was the night before Peter was sentenced, and the angel of the Lord appeared to him and woke him up and told him and led him out of the prison. In Acts chapter 12, it talks about how the angel of the Lord opened the gates. He woke him up and said, get up and get dressed. And he opened the doors and he walked out. Folks, let me tell you what. God wants to encourage you tonight that there are angels on assignment for you. And you can assign angels with your mouth. Say angels on assignment for me. Commission your angels. In Acts chapter 12, verse 10, it says, They passed the first and the second guards and came to the iron gate leading to the city. It opened for them by itself, and they went through it. When they had walked the length of one street, suddenly the angel left them. Verse 11, Then Peter came to him and said, Now I know without a doubt that the Lord sent his angel and rescued me from Herod's clutches and from everything the Jewish people were anticipating. Come on, I'm telling you what. There's angels on assignment for us. Simple distractions are just about always the foundation for discouragement. If you think about all the distractions in your life, right? Simple things. A word can be a distraction. A thought can be a distraction. Any little thing, you can get a medical report. Maybe tonight you've got a medical report, and it's been a distraction in your life. The enemy tries to distract us so he can discourage us. And if he can discourage us, he can get us on a detour from God's plan. And if he can get us on a detour from God's plan, he can defeat us. But we've got to go back to the level and to the, the place of distraction. It's the simple distraction. Maybe tonight you've received a medical report and it's so distracting you. God wants you to know that he's going to heal you and he's going to bring you through. They may have said that you have stage four cancer, but let me tell you, Jesus is bigger. Say Jesus is bigger. I want to encourage you tonight that Jesus is bigger than that distracted report you got. I believe that God is doing miracles even right now. Whatever your sickness is, those of you that are watching by television, whatever miracle you need, Jesus is the answer. God is healing hearts, physical hearts, and emotional hearts tonight. God is healing joints and bones. And some of you, you've been scheduled for surgery, and you're not going to need the skirt surgery. God is canceling that.
had surgery, and he's doing it himself in the name of Jesus. If you feel the presence of the Lord the way that I do right now, pick up your phone and call us and let us rejoice with you. God wants you to have victory over discouragement in your life. My prayer is that you will not fall into the enemy's downhill spiral of distractions, discouragements, detours, and defeat. But you would be on the Father's path of focus, of favor, of knowing how to fight the right way, and then that there would be God's fruit produced in your life. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Joy with Danette Crawford today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. You can learn more at www.danettecrawford.com. Every day, we are making a difference in the lives of at-risk youth and single moms through over 23 community outreach programs. Will you give your best gift today and help us bring hope to the hurting? To find out more or to give a gift, go online to www.danettecrawford.com.